So for this podcast, I have Cameron Devon Crew. Um, you could follow him on pretty much anything at the underscore land underscore of K-A-M. Um, he is a personal development coach, and you can go on his link tree, and you can find all his information on there. Um, as far as this podcast goes, we talked a lot about uh, masculinity, um, I guess why we were brainwashed as a kids to treat and put women on a pedestal. Uh, for the people that are listening and are pussies, that doesn't mean don't respect them, right? That just means that you should focus on your mission, um, and that should come second as a man. Um I mean, it's up for you to take it, your interpretation. If you don't take it, I think you live in fantasy land. But <laughs> anyways, it's a really good podcast. And as long as you have an open mind, you'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. Oh, you're chilling, bro. I do for whatever reason, dude. I swear to God, the way you carry yourself, I'm just like, I trust you. I'm like, dude, this is the fucking CEO of Zoom right here, dog. I don't fucking know shit. <laughs> no. How you been, bro? Everything is good, man. Um, so you want to restart the recording and just go from the top? Uh, we can just go from here because usually I'll only edit it? like the, the very beginning and like the very end. And like that's pretty much how I roll. Yeah. I don't like doing like the edits and shit, you know, because like number mm-hmm. one, I'm like, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> and two, I'm too lazy. So I'm like, it works great, bro. <laughs> That's what I do as well, bro. I feel it. Yeah, and then on top of that, dude, I'm, like, anti, like, I hate when people, like, chop up clips and shit, and it's, like, they only show, like, one side. Like, I fucking hate that, bro. I'm just, like. I do, too. I feel like the moment you see an edit on a video, you're not really trusting the authenticity of what you're watching. Dude, 100%. And it's, like, it's compromised, and it could just be biased one way or another, and I'm, like, that's not fucking good, bro. But for the people that are listening, um, do you mind giving a little overview about yourself, if you don't mind? Absolutely. Cameron Devine Crew is my name. Uh, right now, I have a self-development company, Organic Growth LLC. I'm based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Weather's amazing right now for anybody planning <laughs> to travel here in March or April. What I speak about is how men and women can learn how to value themselves from the inside out, how to carry themselves in the best manner possible to attract the ideal partner that they want. So I'll talk about various aspects of the game, whether you're a man looking to just go through your player stage or find a committed relationship, whether you're a woman looking to get money or find a great man to build a foundation with. I'm your guy for that. That's what I talk about. And he is the absolute goat. So if you don't already follow him, usually I say this at the end, but this is a must follow. What's your ad again, by the way, for TikTok? My my at on all platforms is at the land of cam spelled K-A-M. You are the go. And this is something I have to ask you right off the bat before we go into the depth with all this stuff. What do you do in your free time, bro? That's something I've always been curious about. And then yeah. this is a separate question, but I'll just merge them in because that's just how I am. Um, how did you fucking learn all this shit, bro? How did you become so well-versed? Because I'm like, I see you as like a brother or like a dad that I wish like I had looked up to, you know, because that's like, it's fucking great advice, man. No, I really appreciate that, bro. First of all, I yeah. respect that. Um, what I do in my spare time... It's pretty, it's pretty routine, man. I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. and I have a morning routine where I clean my place, you know, open the blinds, taking a view of the Vegas Strip. I'll uh, do an affirmation, like just gratitude affirmation, looking out the window to kind of put me into the right mental space. Mm-hmm. Hop in the shower, get fresh and clean, all organic products. I'm a big advocate of using everything on your body and inside your body. Let it be organic, non-GMO. After I'm clean, I'll get in the mirror, brush my teeth, go through the rest of the the hygiene routine, 
And then I'll do another mirror affirmation where you look at your eyes in the mirror mm-hmm. and speak positive things about yourself so you can boost your emotional state and your confidence mm-hmm. at the very start of the day. After that, mm-hmm. I'll either do a 20-minute meditation or a gratitude journal written or just like a general self-development journal where I may take inventory of a few things I need to improve on this week or this day and a few things that I've been doing well. Hmm. So I keep myself rooted in that morning routine. And then I'll go through my workday, meetings, uh, sessions such as this, reaching out to clients, booking sessions, doing product design, or repackaging programs that I want to come out with in the near future. But at the end of the day, once I'm done working, I'll go get exercising. So I'll do usually yoga. I used to teach yoga, so that's my favorite type of oh, exercise. Nice. But either weightlifting or, or some hot yoga. From there, I usually get fresh again. I live in Vegas, so we can always go out to the strip and socialize and meet people. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably throw a suit on, hit Las Vegas Boulevard, go inside my favorite hotel, the Cosmopolitan, possibly the Winter Encore, socialize, and then head home and get some rest, man. That's it. What does uh, your meditation look like? And then again, I, this is just how I roll, so I try to be myself. But are you a Jordan Peterson guy as well, too? <laughs> I'm, you know what, man? Um, a buddy told me about him. I've seen clips of him. I've never watched anything too in-depth. Mm-hmm. I saw some of his episode on the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. And he has some good perspectives that I agree with based on what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, my meditation looks like me just setting a timer for 20 minutes. I'll usually set either a candle or an inanimate object in front of me on the floor and mm-hmm. just focus and concentrate on that. Anytime I notice my thoughts drift off and go somewhere random, mm-hmm. just pull it back and try to stay present in that moment. Because that's something I need to do. One of the things that I've been doing recently in particular has been more so like affirmations um, mm-hmm. and then just like re just reiterating things in my head. I don't have like a set time when I do it, but I make sure I do it every single day. Um, and I guess yeah. that that's what keeps me going like through when like there's no results. This is like keeping that consistency. And then it's crazy. The more I say it, the more the results happen. And I'm like. Absolutely. This is this is when I realized I'm like, oh, so the cheesy, crazy girls that worship the stones were right the whole fucking time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. How did you get introduced to affirmations? Um, I think it was just kind of like dealing. The, um, so I think it was like on Twitter. It was more so like people mm-hmm. were just saying just like repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And I was like, for me, it's like I've never been like the most confident guy. And I've said this like on a a handful of podcasts but it's like when i was a kid i weighed like right now i weighed 220 i used to weigh mm-hmm. like 250 when i was like in fucking fifth grade dude i was a fat kid so i was like i never really had like that inherent like confidence right and i've, I've had a few other people that have like described like uh some people just have it you can earn it and i, I don't really know where that's yeah. at because people just say like be confident and i'm like bitch i can't <laughs> i want <laughs> yeah. to but i'm like it's a process one thing that has helped me personally um, is kind of following people like yourself. And then uh, I guess it's taking a hot minute, but just working out in the gym for a fucking long time. And like mm-hmm. now that I'm starting to see like solid results and now I'm feeling a lot more confident and better in myself. So that's how that's the tip that I can give. But I'm like, you're the you're the fucking uh, CEO of this one right here. No, nah, man. No, you have a lot of natural charisma, man. Um, oh, thank you. Let me ask you this. What's your height? I'm 5'11". OK, how old are you? I am 27. Dude, you know what's weird? I, I talked about this to yeah. somebody else on the podcast, too. I was like, you know what's weird and I hate? I'm like, uh, girls are attracted to confidence, which is a guarantee. Everyone knows that. And Absolutely. I'm like, the shorter guys have all the confidence. And I'm like, I don't, I barely got any, dog. What the fuck? <laughs> How does it happen that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, man, 
Confidence is a tricky thing. Uh-huh. Uh, that's something that I, I started studying early on in my self-development journey. My definition today of confidence is just the removal of self-doubt. That was beautiful. Of, you said that like two or three episodes ago. That was fucking fantastic. I, I actually wrote I that down in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, and, and the biggest part is that confidence is not something you can earn outside yourself. You can get competence outside yourself, mm-hmm. but confidence is how you feel about yourself at your set state. So a lot of guys that will approach becoming confident by getting their earnings up, advancing in their career, creating a business, getting fit. The problem is what happens if something happens in the economy and you lose your source of income mm-hmm. and, your, and your finances take a dip or some other unforeseen circumstance, maybe a health challenge takes you out of the gym and you mm-hmm. lose the muscle or the physique. The confidence shouldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you have um, what I call others esteem, it's esteem based outside yourself, then it's always going to be at the mercy of what happens to be happening in your life. But if you have self-esteem, which is your opinion of yourself, mm-hmm. you can trust that you'll wake up every day with a certain sense of self and self-image and self-worth. And you can rely on that because it's within you. You can't rely on anything outside you because the world's always changing. Mm-hmm. And I agree. That's a, <clears throat> that's a really good point because it's just like, I will. I have a handful of things in my head right now, but I guess I'll go with this first. How did your process of removing self doubt occur? What did that look like? Yeah. Because it's hard for me to even see you having self doubt, honestly. So I'm just like, what yeah. the hell? What that process look like for Cam? You know? Yeah, but, but that's a really good question. I was thinking because I don't do a lot of like podcast episodes with people. Oh. I usually just do my own. Okay. Um. Oh, I, what's I your? I just like. What's your podcast, by the way? Oh, so yeah visualize your success on apple spotify all the major podcast streaming platforms subscribe and give them five stars and leave a comment please i appreciate it yes indeed yes sir um so i kind of i want to answer that question by kind of giving you an overview of my story and this will be the first time i've ever like publicly announced this okay i have i have plans on making uh, content about this but i think a lot of my unique value proposition and what makes me able to speak to people in a certain manner that's beneficial for them mm-hmm. is really based on my own journey. So for me, um, I grew up under extreme domestic violence. So mm-hmm. I did grow up in a two parent household. They were married up until the 10th grade though. My brother and I, we would get, you know, beatings from our father literally almost every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way that affected me was that, you know, you, you're taught that your parents are supposed to love you, right? Mm-hmm. All your family members are supposed to love you and show you support. When you're being mistreated by people that are that close to you, it kind of destroys your sense of self-worth. So all growing up, I didn't, I, I thought there must be something wrong with me to deserve this kind of treatment. So by the time I was a young man, 11 years old, 12 years old, my sense of confidence wasn't there at all, man. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you say like, man, I could never picture someone like you not even being confident. That's the, that's the message I feel like I really want to give people is that wherever you're at, 100%, you have control over rebuilding your sense of self. Mm-hmm. So again, for me, when I was a, a dependent child, I was at the mercy of how I was treated. Mm-hmm. You know, it affected me how it did. By the time I was about 17, I started my own little side business while I was in high school and uh, an older guy, he was like, uh, he was like in his late twenties at the time. He saw what I was doing, like trying to sell stuff around the city. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, young man, like, like, what do you want? And I was like, Hey, look, I'm trying to do uh, these events and I'm trying to sell certain products, like flip stuff. 
And he's like, look, what do you, what do you know about self-development and the laws of success? I was like, I mean, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, you know, there's, uni- there's universal principles that govern success and failure. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Can you kind of teach me about that? So he gave me a set of books, The Magic of Believing, Think and Grow Rich. And he sat down with me, spent time, showed me how to write goals. And he explained the importance of going on a 30-day mental fast of positivity where you unplug from news, media, and negative people that might be in your life and just steep yourself inside positivity. So that's where my journey started when I got that exposure to this idea of self-development at that age. Prior to that, man, the way that I would feel on a normal day, dude, at a, at a certain point, I don't know if you know who Elliot Hulse is, but he talks about uh, bioenergetics and tension and how when you go through trauma, it gets trapped in your muscular phys- physiology and in your nervous system. So in my like 14, 15 year old self, man, I smile a lot today. I'm charismatic. Back yeah. then I couldn't smile. My face was stuck. Okay. So that just gives you the polar comparison of what you see now when you look That's at my videos versus where I actually had to grow out of. That's interesting. Um, That's extremely cause yeah. dude, all my life, everyone has been like, why do you look mad? Why do you look upset? I'm like, I'm actually doing okay. So that probably might be the answer to fucking how I've been, dude. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Dude, you have no idea how much stuff that you just carry in your physiology from experiences you've had in the past. Even if you didn't go through something traumatic like me, Mm -hmm. like even if you just suffered negativity from people on a regular basis or being around people that are not inspired, Mm -hmm. that um, way of existence kind of gets like trapped and it manifests through you in the way you carry yourself every day. Got you. And then um, I want to go on this route for TikTok as well, too, because you were talking about like positive and, and negativity. Right. Um, yeah. I'm 100 percent confident whether it's online or um, in person, you met people that like were giving you resistance like, oh, why are you doing this shit? Because I have two and I'm not even as big as you. Right. I've been doing it for about a year and a half. Bro, it's so fucking hard building a fucking following. And I'm not even at your level yet, but I'm just like it was a fucking mission. But either way. Um, how did you overcome that? Did you just cut people off? Because that's what that was the route that I chose, and I don't know if that was the best one that I could have taken. But I was like, I'm not gonna deal with this negativity. I'm like, you're just fucking hating because you don't have the balls to put yourself out there. I, like that doesn't matter to me. I'm like, I'm stuck on my ideals, and I'm yeah. gonna achieve that no matter what. I, I might, and I'm gonna be the most confident person, but I do have that like in me. I got that fire, you know. For sure, man. Yeah, you have charisma, bro. You know what? <laughs> I made a video on my Instagram where, and I don't normally do this, but I roasted. I was just in the right mood. I woke up one morning and I was scrolling through my comments. And this one lady in particular left like eight comments hating on like where I live, my content. But she wasn't saying anything about the content being unsound. She mm-hmm. just kept trying to attack me. Okay. So I was like, let me let me use this person as an example and teach people about the concept of haterism. Mm-hmm. So the way hating works is this, right? Um, jealousy is a natural emotion. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you see another dude or for the ladies, another female doing better than you, shining, glowing, if you feel jealous, that's just the acknowledgement that you want what you're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. If you see a dude in a fly whip with a beautiful woman and you feel like a little bit of envy, like, 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 dang, like, how come he got her? Yeah. Yeah. That's natural. And it's not bad. It's, it's, it's a positive thing. If you see that and go, man, that dude's fly. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out how to get on that level. But if you have a low self-esteem and a low sense of self-efficacy, then you'll look at that unconsciously. You're going to make a choice and say, I could never see myself living that way. Mm-hmm. So then instead of getting inspired and trying to move towards it, you go, you start trying to attack the person's character. Oh, he must have, he just used his money to get her or for the mm-hmm. ladies. Oh, she's a slut. Da, da, da. And like, that's why <laughs> she got the dude and the stuff, yeah. you know, like 
hating is just a way for people to take things off of a pedestal in their mind so they feel better. Because if you feel inferior to someone or something else, it makes you uncomfortable within yourself. It makes you feel vulnerable and it makes you question what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But if you see something that's a little bit above you and you go, I could see myself being there, all that's going to do is provide you with motivation and inspiration. So when people hate on you, bro, just know that they're really giving you a, a compliment in disguise. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I do. Everyone always says like, oh, you should like do things in a positive way. But I know this is a little weird and a little controversial, yeah. but I'm like, just people like saying shit like that, like out of spite, it makes me want to be better, <laughs> you know? And I know that's not the traditional way. Like that's not healthy. That's bad. But it's been fucking working. And let me, let me ask yeah. you this too. Um, do you think humans are programmed to be negative? Because I feel like a lot of people are by default. And I feel like we have to reprogram ourselves to see things in a positive outlook. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on that too. Absolutely. First of all, when I, when I see my hitting comments, I fire back, bro. Okay. So I don't know if you talk, yeah, I don't know if you talk trash back, bro. That's me all day. Bro. I love Fuck talking yeah. trash back. I don't ever take it personally, but yeah. it's, it feels good to show you how invalid what you're saying is. A hundred percent. Anyway, man, I think in our society, from the time we hit public education, you know, we're graded on how off of perfect we are. So every time you take a quiz or a test, if you don't get 100%, the underlying message is that something's wrong. You failed, mm -hmm. right? So we're not rewarded for effort and um, taking risks and trying new things. Mm -hmm. Because anytime you try something, you're not necessarily going to be good at it initially, right? Yeah. So when you, know, when you have a culture where people are told that your sense of self-worth is how accurate and perfect you can be, it breeds, number one, low self-esteem, but also negativity because we're always looking at things for what they don't have not for what they have mm -hmm. and like generally in self-development if you want to have a positive mindset you have to learn how to focus on what you want in life mm -hmm. and not on what you don't want i got that from anthony robbins so wherever you're at inside your self-development journey if your weight's not where you want it to be if your money or your credit's not there if your relationships are not there you can't go sit there and beat yourself up every day and be like Oh, you know, my money is not good. My credit ain't good. Uh, you know, the lady that I'm talking to is not that attractive or I'm not getting any play from ladies, whatever. You have to be like, I have a vision of the relationships I see for myself, how my money's looking, how I'm making the money. And you have to focus on where you're going, where you're at is irrelevant as long as you're moving forward. Mm -hmm. So developing a positive mindset is hard because the majority of people in your environment are going to be negative. Mm -hmm. So the, the game is how do I be positive and how do I control my environment in such a way where most of my influences are positive? If most of your influences are negative based on what you want to social media, the news, the conversation your family and friends are having, like if you have a raggedy aunt that's always complaining about her <laughs> marriage and her financial state, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. That's going to affect you. So you have to be ruthless about what you allow into your space. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to charge friends to the game. Sometimes you got to charge family members to the game so that you can transcend that environment and elevate. When you're up, then you can afford to look back and, you know, give somebody some encouragement or some support. Mm -hmm. But on your way up, you have to be very, very filtering in, ter in terms of what you let around you. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one thing that I'm I'm glad because I'm more than more than anything. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like before I was more of an extrovert. Now I'm more of like a like an introvert. So I'm just like I just stay home, work, gym and then just 
produce content yeah. and just repeat, repeat, repeat. And I've gotten results for sure, but it's just like, yeah, man, a lot of people are negative. So I'm like, I, I try to seek out individuals like yourself or other people that I've had like on, on my on my show, right? And just, I, I and then the, there's something that I took from Gary Vee too. It's like, if you have like outside influences, it's like, it's not just who you mm. hang out with, it's what you think. I don't really like Gary Vee too much. Mm. I mean, he's brilliant, right? But like, he's not like, he's a little cheesy. I prefer people like you. You know, he's like a, like a little cliche, but he's, he's smart, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's like if you don't have that environment, it's what you listen to as well. So put on podcasts. Put on, put on things that will give you affirmations. Exactly. Listen to what's going to motivate you and uplift you and keep that grind going even when the results aren't there. So something like that was fucking it, – it's, 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 it's something else, you know? Dude, like, you know, when I started my journey – I'm from a small town of Georgia, by the way. I'm from Statesville, Georgia. There's 6,000 people there. No high earning jobs unless you have family that owns a business or they know somebody who works like in a manufacturing center or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say in the environment that I was in, I didn't have anything empowering for me. Fortunately, I was blessed with, with that older man who uh, opened my eyes to this concept of self-development. Mm -hmm. And even though in my environment, I didn't have any friends or family doing anything that was truly empowering. Mm -hmm. Not to say everybody was fucking up, but just to say that like, no one was around me striving to become the best version of themselves and like mm -hmm. make their life like a music video, which is what I wanted to do. So even if you don't have that around you, we've been blessed with the fact that other great people have left their thoughts behind in books. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have money, you can walk to a bookstore, which is what I used to do. Bro, literally, when I was from 18 all the way through college, you know what I'm saying? I had my little bike on campus. I yeah. would ride my bike from campus to the books a million. I would sit there after I was done with all my studies and I would read like five, six hours a day for years, dude. Mm -hmm. I read every single book in the self-development section oh, at one point. That's crazy. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any money. Yeah. And everybody was like, well, yeah, why is you know, Cam always going to the bookstore and like wow. sitting down doing this stuff? But he's broke and da-da-da. Mm -hmm. But then when I finally made it through that phase, I got the education, I moved out of my hometown. Now I have so much self-development that I can get high paying jobs. I know how to start a business. Mm -hmm. I know how to create opportunities for myself because I raise my value. And when you're valuable, value is always going to come to you. Mm -hmm. What, so was the reason you moved from Georgia to Vegas was because of the opportunities itself or was it for like a different reason or just to get away from the negativity or what does that look like? Yeah, totally, totally. So like I said, I was into self-development. One of the companies that I followed at the time, because I got into the dating advice stuff early, uh -huh. the relationship advice. And I used to follow real social dynamics. They posted that they were going to hire somebody for sales and marketing on their blog. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that's like a, that's like a dream job. Mm -hmm. So I applied and I got an internship. It was remote. They were like, oh. eventually, if you make it through the internship and become full time, you'll have to move to Vegas. So what I did, bro, I switched my classes. It was my last semester. I put them online and I used my financial aid refund check to move to Orlando at the time in oh, 2015. Shit. Yeah. Right. And I convinced like three of my friends to go down there with me. And I was like, yo, we're going to go on this journey of self-development. We'll, we'll work together every day, do the same self-development exercises. We'll go out, campaign, meet women, get our game tight. Yeah. We did that for half a year. I got the full-time job, moved to Vegas. And then that's when the journey really took off. I was working full-time within a self-development company. And we would do online classes. We would do in-person workshops here in Vegas and in other cities. So that's when I got the exposure to working with coaches on how to train people. And that's what got me into to coaching and being like an assistant for people in that manner. Got you. And so given that you've been like so successful, like on your way up, right? 
what what does the future look like for you? Because I, I tell this to everyone too. It's like something about just saying it as different um, from <laughs> just thinking it. Like right, it's kind of like writing it, like the way you already do it. Right, it just it just makes it more real. It just makes it more serious, you know. So, but what's Absolutely. what's on the agenda for you in the future, ideally? What's that look like? Yeah, man. And for everybody, you you have to talk up on something fly in your life, and you have to talk up on what you want to appear inside your life. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I expect to happen, man, and this one this one is not confirmed yet but last week i just had a meeting with a high level uh, nfl recruiter oh shit. and they're considered yeah they're considering having me come out and speak to some of the young men that are getting drafted from college into the league next march so that's a year away but, like yeah. that's something that's really exciting that may transpire on the horizon mm-hmm. um so i'm thinking what i want to do is start offering like programs to athletics or mm. people that are in high level uh Uh, professional occupations Mm. guys that are successful that need to learn the game so that they don't get played out here by the women that are looking to just be gold diggers and take from them Mm -hmm. um you know men are not taught how to be first of all men are not taught how to value themselves as a man in our country Mm -hmm. we're taught that as a man you have no value unless you go out here become materially successful and then you deserve to have beautiful women but really the value is in manhood because man is where we look to for direction, purpose, and leadership. Mm-hmm. That's more valuable than money because without proper direction, you can't get money, if that makes any sense. It makes sense. So men need to learn how to value being a man in a relationship. So I want to go out and spread that as much as I can. Again, I might start coaching athletic organizations. I'm definitely going to come out with a book called Get the Game or The Game Will Get You. Fuck yeah. And yeah, I'm going to do more just virtual events. I want to start um, having private conferences where maybe like 20 people can sign up Mm -hmm. and we just chop up game and go real deep. But I only want to work with people that are serious. Mm -hmm. And I've I've been doing consultations for a while. The average person will seek a consultation because they're looking for a quick fix to one problem. Mm -hmm. They want to know how I can get a certain woman or how I can change a certain issue in this one relationship. But you can't approach the game like that. Mm-hmm. If you want to be successful, just like in self-development, but in relationships, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to be good at the game in general, and then you can apply that to whomever you attract into your life. But if you pursue one person, that will never transpire for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what's really weird? It's just like how how all these Disney movies and everything teach you that yeah. like the woman's a prize. What, what the fuck is that about, bro? Because you know what? Like for the biggest for the longest time like up until like maybe a year ago or probably under that like i've always been the guy that's like oh let me get her flowers or let me like fucking metaphorically suck her dick mm-hmm. and like you know just like fucking be her bitch and i'm like no nah, i don't want that because i'm like now i'm starting to see my inherent value and i'm like i'm yeah. gonna let what comes to me come to me and if not like it's no there's no point and obviously i'm not fully there to like like your level right but it's like but i'm working on it and it's people like you and i have to shout out i had king dre on like one of the first podcasts i started like a year ago uh, i don't know if you've heard of him well, if you should, he's like in your realm, but he's really smart. Um, but yeah, man, what, what's up with all that? You think it's you think it's just like to like, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. So I don't know. I want to know what your thoughts are. <laughs> I have a conspiracy on it too, so we can go there. Okay. Um, first of all, you know, I would I would suggest re uh, changing the way that you speak in certain instances, like when you say my game is good, but it's not where you're at yet. Uh-huh. Yo, just say my, my game is growing, bro. It's good today <laughs> and it's getting better. You know what okay. I mean? Like that's those little nuances that do make a difference in, you know, uh-huh. your self-image, your self-talk. Okay. So, and I got to stop slouching too. <laughs> you, 
you got to realize something. In the Western society, one of the most popular fairy tales is Cinderella. So when you look at Cinderella, what you have is you basically have a female who's very beautiful, mm-hmm. but she was born into dusty circumstances. Uh-huh. She has a raggedy uh, stepmother <laughs> or whatever the situation is. She's broke. She's wearing rags. She ain't got no education, no opportunities. And then Prince Charming comes, and he's wealthy, handsome man that looks good, and he comes in and swoops her out of the destitute poverty she's in and then gives her the life of her dreams. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women today basically have the Cinderella mindset. If I'm a woman who's attractive, I've never done anything of value in society, I'm not really worth shit in terms of economic value. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if I go present myself out here, some millionaire is going to come bring me and give me the life of Gucci and Versace and yachts and mansions, right? Yeah. So men are taught that if you're a good man, what it means to be a gentleman is that you are extremely chivalrous. You give a woman whatever she wants, satisfy every desire and every fantasy she has, and that makes you a good man. And you deserve her because you have the success, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, that right there makes men have a low self-esteem inherently. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at society, when you have an 18-year-old male, generally speaking, he feels he has no value in the dating place. Mm-hmm. An 18-year-old woman who's attractive feels like she has all the value and she deserves all of the dates all the chivalry, all the being flown out places and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So men are taught you have to go become something, and women are taught women are taught that you deserve everything, and you should not deal with a man who doesn't give you everything you want. Mm-hmm. So, what what men need to do to not fall into the simp and trick category is men need to learn that if you're going to be the one providing and protecting for your relationship. She needs to win you over, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. If a woman gets a man's seed, meaning gets his marriage, like hand in marriage, or just has a kid with him and lays up as a baby mama, she can live off of his money for the rest of her life, especially if he's a man's of means. Mm-hmm. So men need to realize that really you're the prize. If a woman gets to lock you down that way, she's going to get way more from you tangibly than you are from her. Now, women have their value, don't get me wrong. I'm not like a red pill guy who just bashes women because women have a very no you're very diverse on your post that's that's one thing that i'm like that's legit yeah yeah man yeah so but the the main thing is men do got to value themselves Mm. and uh yeah but what you're saying is very valid and then another thing that i want to ask you too is i see that as a fact why do you think women reject that they're like no i like somebody that like kisses my feet and this and that i'm like you say that but you don't that what you say exactly. doesn't match what fucking how your reactions are because the more the more i stopped caring the more like other girls like wanted me right but the more i did it's like i did i don't like i feel bad well i'm like i never got no pussy like no, nothing right i'm like it's like when i stopped doing shit like you know it's weird yeah man look here's the definitions of like the, i always break it down to three categories simp trick player mm-hmm. a simp and a trick is simply a man who doesn't value himself mm-hmm. and he compensates either with his finances a trick or me. with his emotions, a simp, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're you're gonna brown nose, mean you're gonna kiss ass. Yeah. Or <laughs> I love when you, know, you say gonna... brown nose. <laughs> that shit makes me laugh, dude. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be a brown nose or with brown all over your nose, or you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna spend all your rent money on strippers at the club. You know, like yeah. trick. So, to be a player means that you have a sense of direction, you have an overall competence about how to deal with life. Mm-hmm. You know your value. It doesn't mean you don't appreciate women. It's just that. Look, I know what I'm worth, and I know that if you 
fuck with me, I'm going to elevate your life, mm -hmm. sweetie. But it's not really the other way around. You can provide me with that good feminine energy, that nurturing, that support. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. that's good for keeping me motivated and keeping my emotions, you know, like in a good place. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one who puts us in that high rise and, and gets us foreign cars. And I'm going to manage the investments and I'm going to take the risks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man. What What is up with women that are trying to be hyper-masculine? Do you know how fucking yeah. rare it is to find feminine chicks out here, dude? I'm like, I probably got to go to Missouri or some shit for that, dude. <laughs> Not here, dude. Yeah. So let, let, let me let me touch on the other point, yeah, because I didn't answer half of it. Yeah, okay, so no worries, bro. Women, women say they want the simp and the trick, uh -huh. but you, you know from experience as well as many men do that when you start doing that, mm -hmm. they start acting very uninterested. Mm -hmm. The reason is because... This is kind of the way I put it. Women don't like bitch-ass dudes. Yeah. So if you're a dude who you have to compensate, supplicate, kiss ass, and do the most to keep to keep a woman around you, mm -hmm. they view that as very weak. Yeah. The fact that a man would have to step off of his path and do the most to get this woman's attention is very weak. Mm -hmm. Women respect a man on a mission. And a man who's on a mission, you know, if a woman is really not giving him any play... He's just going to keep kind of doing his thing. Mm -hmm. But if a man is so needy that he has to do everything he can just to get her validation, mm -hmm. basically, that man is giving her the impression she has something he wants. In reality, though, he has everything that she wants and needs. Mm -hmm. But women inherently have a disgust for simps and tricks because they don't like weak men. Mm -hmm. Strong men end up being players, in some cases, pimps if they're in the streets. Or, you know, he can just be a, a, gentlemanly, a gentlemanly man who leads a, a good wife and a family and he's in charge. But those are the guys that women clearly, when we look at society, actually trust and respect. Mm -hmm. So why do we have so many masculine women? It, it kind of is a, is a continuation on that. So when, all right, let me, let me explain this. You, you kind of have three types of women. And I call them sluts, hoes, and wives. Okay, sluts and hoes are the same thing. Girls, you might not like it, but reality, I'm sorry. <laughs> not even, I mean, it is what it is, bro. Yeah, no, this is, the, this is controversial. Yeah. But it's not. It's, really it's, not. it's not, you, but it if is. If you're a wife, you know what I'm saying, it ain't controversial. Yeah, it's if you, the only reason you'd be offended is because you're probably one of the other two. That's what I mean. Right. But more than likely, you're not even listening to it, so. <laughs> ladies, I want all the ladies to put up one hand in the air and make a fist. If in the last three months you had sex, okay, I want you to put on your hands how many men you have went to bed with in the past three months. If you have more than one finger in the air, two, three, four, or more, lady, then you are a slut or a hoe. It is that simple. Yeah. A woman, and here's why. There's a very logical explanation. A lot of people, a lot of women will fight back on this and say, well, guys can date and sleep with multiple women and not be viewed negatively. But mm -hmm. when women do it, they get called sluts and they get degraded. Let me explain why. Men do not submit mentally to women, for the most part, if he's masculine. Mm -hmm. Men are looking for a woman to submit to his leadership and direction. And if she submits, then he'll provide and protect. Typically, that's how that goes. Men aren't submitting to women seeking leadership, money, and protection from women. Now, Recording why? stopped. Oop. Give me one second, bro. It's all good. Yeah, Actually, all good. we should. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. We're back. We're good. We're good. <clears throat> right, Sorry. Cool, cool, cool. It's back on? Yeah, it's back on. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're solid. 
men do not seek submission to women in terms of leadership, finances, and protection. Mm -hmm. So when you have a woman who is dealing with multiple men and the guys are all masculine and she's feminine, she's getting direction from multiple sources. It creates confusion inside the woman. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's like this. It's hard for an employee to have multiple bosses because if this boss says we're going to go this direction and the next one says we're going to go that direction, which one do you follow? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to being submissive, you can really only have one true leader. However, when it comes to being the leader, you can have multiple people following your direction. <clears throat> one thing that I wanted to ask too, this is like more like on a personal note. So like I said, I'm, I'm obviously working on myself. I'm better than I was before. One thing that I noticed that I need to work on myself is how do I become a better leader? That's something that like I'm mm -hmm. like, I need to like go down that route. Um, and I feel like I, I've been going steady that route. Like, again, I've been better day over day, but it's like, but I still need to work. That's something that, like I need personally, you know? Yeah, man, absolutely. And Again, I, I think the reason that we have an abundance of sluts and hoes is because the, of the lack of leadership in men today. Mm -hmm. A lot of men today live for very shallow and superficial means. Mm -hmm. So they're living to make a certain amount of money, get a certain car, be able to wear a designer, have jewelry, et cetera. But a man who's living for shallow means doesn't have a deeper sense of purpose and direction in life. Mm -hmm. And if you're only living for superficial things that are going to have a short-term existence in the grand scheme of life, mm -hmm. then you don't have any true leadership. So what men need to do is, number one, get rid of distraction. Mm -hmm. And distraction comes in the form of basically everything superficial. That's why when we meditate as men, it deepens our sense of masculinity and gets us a little bit closer to our spiritual purpose. Like... When we think about history and people who inspire us, you might look at, you know, a, a modern Nipsey Hussle. You might look at a Martin Luther King. You might look at a Gandhi, a Nelson Mandela, you know, even the biblical figures, Jesus. Um, people admire those men because what they did <clears throat> kind of last for eternity, mm -hmm. like the purpose that they were attempting to fulfill lasts for eternity. And that's something we can always draw inspiration from as common people. Mm -hmm. So no one remembers some dude who made a bunch of money and bought a mansion and a, a fucking Maybach mm -hmm. because that doesn't serve any greater purpose outside of what they were getting for pleasure out of that. Mm -hmm. Now I like fly shit. So I'm not saying don't be <clears throat> tangibly successful, but what I'm saying is I think to have leadership, you need to have purpose and you need to know what you want your legacy to represent when you're not here. Mm -hmm. The second thing is you have to have a strong vision that you're moving towards in the future. So the words that I give are purpose, vision, direction, and goals. If you know from where your motivation is coming from with inside you and you have a vision on the horizon, a straight line between where you're at now and where you want to be in the future is your direction. Mm -hmm. And every roadblock stopping you from being where you want are your goals. So you just reverse engineer it. And that's how you have leadership. But it starts with the self-development, knowing what your purpose is. So we touched on your goals earlier. What what drives you? Is it like, I don't think it's the woman. Is it the money? Is it like the the accomplishments you have under your belt before you die? Mm -hmm. what, what What is it that drives you? Man, yeah, that's that's a fantastic question. So like I said, growing up, man, all I ever wanted to be when I was going through those challenges, I all I ever wanted to be was happy, dude. Mm -hmm. And all I ever pictured was uh, living a life where 
I was at peace every day mm-hmm. where the skies weren't so gray and it wasn't so gloomy. When I learned about self-development, that taught me that you can control your sense of happiness just by what you do, like your habits that you have on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So what drives me is knowing that there are a lot of people who were born into challenging situations or find themselves coming into challenge and it's weighing them down, causing depression, causing them to live in a manner that no human really should be existing in. Mm -hmm. And I want to spread my unique perspective on what worked for me. Mm -hmm. As long as it helps other people, I want to spread that to as many people as possible to help people empower themselves to live a fulfilling and happy and peaceful and ideally prosperous life. What does your ideal happy life look like? Is it like maybe potentially like having a family? Is it just being successful and, yeah. and just having like a bunch of people looking up to you? So again, I know that might be like a vague question, but I kind of want yeah. to hear your thoughts on that. No, yeah, that makes sense, man. Um, you know, I, I, I went into business because, you know, in self-development, basically you're trying to remove limitations mm-hmm. to be the best version of yourself. So if you want to believe that you can be a high earner, you kind of need to go do it to prove to yourself that you could. Mm-hmm. And whatever skill sets were in the way of you not being able to make that money, you go learn those entrepreneurial skills and then you can bring the income then. Mm-hmm. You know, in success with women, I just wanted to know that I could be a competent male learning how to attract women and lead the relationships. Mm-hmm. So I got obsessed about the game and I got really good at the game, understanding how to connect with women and attract women and lead women. But you know, my happiness doesn't come from those external things. I mean, those things are fun. Mm. It's basically entertainment. Anything outside yourself is basically entertainment. But again, what happiness means to me is that I'm at a place of internal peace Mm. where I'm not at conflict with myself for the way that I'm living. I feel like I'm living in poor character. Mm -hmm. So as long as I feel like I'm a virtuous person and... I'm living in a way where ideally I'm trying to give a gift to other people around me, society and the world at large. That's happiness. And how big it becomes, Mm -hmm. like I may not ever become Anthony Robbins. He's mega famous. Mm -hmm. But if I get to touch some people on my journey and impact some people to uh, help them improve their life in a meaningful way, that makes me happy. Well, I can easily say you've already done that for sure. Hands down. I, I, can, I can safely speak for hundreds of thousands of people, first of all. And uh, second of all, um, there is this one thing you, you were you were leading on. Well, actually, you, when you were Orlando, is that when you were polishing up all your skills? I guess yeah, in, in, was, to be fresh. like the player. Yeah, yeah. because I was like, you moved over there and you said you were like touching on some things with some of your buddies. Right. What did that look like? Did you just like a, where did you approach Roman and how did that look like? How were like yeah. awkward situations? And how do you transcend that? Have you ever been to, to Orlando by chance? I have not. And I've only been to Vegas once, too. We just won. <laughs> oh, OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't traveled much. I, I've been to Hawaii, but that's that's really it. What city are you in? I'm in uh, it's La Mirada, but it's like 20 minutes from Los Angeles. Oh, okay, smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I mean, dude, I love L.A. and I love the Bay Area. Yeah, I haven't um, been to the. Oh, I've been to the Bay once actually, but a while back. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just so, so Orlando, Orlando's cool. You have a big university there, so there's a lot of attractive women down there for that. And then you have downtown Orlando, Orange Avenue. So we lived right downtown. Uh-huh. When you're getting into the game, you're you're developing your confidence. 
and you're developing your social skills. Mm-hmm. But general social skills that might make you successful as a man networking with other men or mm-hmm. being in business doesn't necessarily translate into being able to attract women. You mm-hmm. probably know that. So how do you get good at game with women? Mm-hmm. You have to go out and practice it. The first thing that you have to learn is the proper mindset to have. You have to know to value yourself as a man. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't value yourself, you're going to end up being a trick or a simp. Like a lot of guys, bro, take the approach of being successful to get women. That's the absolute worst way to approach getting women. Okay. Because all that you're gonna all that you're gonna get is women who want your success and don't like you. I say that all the time in my videos. Ooh, okay. It's such a deep point, though. Yeah. You cannot pay a woman to like you. She didn't <clears throat> like you just based off the natural chemistry that y'all have and the man that she feels you are. Any other thing she finds out about you that makes her like you is a kind of a facade. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to deal with women like that. So you need to go out, start introducing yourself to women, say, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Learn how to get into a woman's mind. Learn how to touch places inside her subconscious that other men haven't touched. And learn how to get her to open her heart up so she allows her emotions to flow to you vulnerably. Because women are emotion or creatures of emotion, they're creatures of trust, and they're creatures of familiarity. So what makes a woman very attracted to you is basically just being comfortable opening herself to you and being vulnerable. That's a, this is actually a good question that um, I think you understand more, but it's more like I definitely know like a bunch of people need to hear this, but it's like how do you get a woman to be vulnerable? Um, I know you touched yeah. on it when you said like be comfortable with yourself, but what does that look like, I guess, like from your perspective? Yeah. Be comfortable with yourself. So let, let me say this. How do you get a woman comfortable? The first thing is you have to take the pussy off the pedestal. No. And what I mean by that is your primary agenda with attracting women or having women in your life cannot be sexual access to them. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys' main issue is that you have no women. You're in scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. You're not really getting laid. Like You don't have any fine women that you kind of would ideally have. Mm-hmm. So anytime you do see an attractive woman, you're thirsty. And you really want to be able to hit the ass. So you got to have a primary agenda, mm-hmm. right? Your primary agenda, if it's the sex carrot, a woman is always going to subconsciously feel that. And number one, it's going to push her away because you're trying to take. Mm-hmm. You know, just like in business, if I know you're reaching out to me just because you want something for me, but you're not trying to give any value, mm-hmm. the person's always going to be defensive. Uh-huh. But if she can tell that you're real thirsty to hit the ass, then she's going to use that to basically manipulate and control you. Now, the agenda you should have is that if I'm a man with a purpose and I'm on a mission, this woman could be of service to me in helping me fulfill where I'm trying to go. So like the lady that I date, she does a lot of my administration. Gabriella, I think she talked to you. I, I was my, I was speculating. Yeah. I was like, Cam's a pimp. I was like, that's probably the situation, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, that's man, legit yeah. though. That's I mean, legit. That's that's helping your purpose, right? That's absolutely how the dynamic should be, in, in my opinion, right? Yeah. No. Look, this is I'm comfortable talking about this, and she is too. Like me oh. saying it, but like, yo, this is how it should be, man. Like, I have a great life out here in Vegas. I've worked my ass off to get here. Mm-hmm. I'm moving into a high rise literally uh, next week. It's like King on the 30th shit. floor. Okay. Everything is taken care of, bro. She has nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I told her, look, you want to be in my life. I really have no reason to commit to just you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I have access to a whole bunch of women who would love to that spot. 
the only reason I haven't settled down with anybody in any kind of in any kind of permanent or, or, or serious manner is because no one has brought enough value to me for me to want to cut off other women just to favor you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if you want to earn a place in my life, you can handle my nutrition. Like I like being healthy. Oh, yeah. I don't eat out because I eat organic. I'm also vegan. So it makes it kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how many recipes do you have in your cookbook? Well, you know, my mom's taught me how to cook certain things. She's Puerto Rican. So it's like, Okay, so she can cook like, you know, the beans and rice, like the <laughs> yeah. empanada, burrito, but like yeah, yeah. I need variety, you know? Uh-huh. Like so I can get in the kitchen and throw it down, but if you can alleviate that task for me, that uh-huh. frees up more time for me to go work on my business and be successful. Hmm. Also, I have menial tasks to handle inside my business. If you wanna you if you wanna let me teach you how to do that for me, then not only now are you taking burden off my plate, but now you're adding to the money that's coming into my life. And since I'm inevitably going to spend some of it on you, like just by you being here, mm-hmm. now I feel better about it because I know that you're helping me get to this money. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys will like let a woman into their life just to have regular sex, bro. Just to have like a regular piece of ass that they can hit and not have to go out here in the streets and go find it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys fall in that rabbit hole where the woman gets everything from you and all she does is have sex with you. And that's not a fair trade. So that would be my suggestion. Have something going on inside your your world mm-hmm. where you can bring a woman into it and kind of employ her inside that. And then she deserves for you to take care of her well and take her out and do things for her. It ain't tricking mm-hmm. at that point because she earned it. What would get what's the most important thing to get Cam to settle down? Like, obviously not looks, not faithfulness, not pussy. Right. Is there like is there like a certain quality that you look for personally? Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, the girl I'm dating now is really pretty. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just objectively speaking, she's mm-hmm. like, I would say model good looks. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we go, other women are always like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. When I first met her, she came at me like probably... She, she The way she came at me, I could tell she was conditioned from the other men who dealt with her in the past. <laughs> yeah. So she came at me and she's like, hit me up, asked me about business. Da, da, da. She tried to make it seem like she was interested in business. And then she was like, hey, I bet you can't guess what ethnicity I am. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, man, I'm not about to play these games. Yeah, really she's like, gays with the star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know? And then, look, in the conversation, I was like, look, you're a really pretty girl. And it's cool, but I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, it's nice, but you're I don't king, give a damn about it. Like yeah. in the literal sense. Yeah. Like, your looks equate to no value for me. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good-looking women. Uh-huh. What sets you apart from the other women? So for me, I have my specific purpose. Uh-huh. And a lot of guys ask me, like a lot, like one of my main questions with guys that are trying to get deep in the game is like, yo, like, can we talk about like pimping? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So like, we can talk about anything. I, 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 like, I joke around yeah. too much. I think like three podcasts ago. Obviously, I'm not serious. I think I was like. Hell Hitler, like I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like yeah. I'm stupid. I don't so, care, bro. I can guess whatever you want. <laughs> Listen, I'm not advocating any kind of criminal activity or any kind of lifestyle choice. Yeah. But this needs to be said. This is some deep shit. This is what changed in my life in the game. So I'm living out. I mean, I was in the streets earlier. You know, like any dude who's like in poverty and shit is probably going to be dipping and dabbling in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was around everything from hustlers, dealers, and and like pimps, mm-hmm. especially out here in Vegas. I, you know, going out here in Vegas. I'm meeting hoes regularly. I'm meeting prostitutes. I'm meeting strippers, working girls, pimps, players, you name mm-hmm. it. Um, I had this one OG, man, that he was about 50-something, and he kind of, like, lived his life 
partially in corporate America and partially in partially in the streets. It's okay. the most interesting thing ever. He was like an executive at certain companies, but was low key oh, pimping okay. and, and still like. Sick, bro. We're back. All right, smooth. Sorry about that. Now? Yeah, yeah, we're good now. Cool. I was like, I didn't want to miss the story right here, man. I was like, no, I know how we can. This is a deep story. This is like the most impactful thing that ever happened to me in the game. So, uh-huh. like I said, I, I knew this older cat. He's my OG. Mm-hmm. And he was in the corporate world, very high level and executive. Mm-hmm. But he was also dealing. He was also kind of pimping. And I met him out here in Vegas because I actually worked for him for a period of time. Uh-huh. And he was telling me about this younger dude that was only like 24 years old. But he had three females. They stripped and participated in other activities to mm. generate income. And <laughs> dude had like a busted gold uh, Cuban. Oh, right? Shit. He had the the Roly. He had three houses out here. 24, bro. Foreign. And I'm like, yo. I'm like, oh, gee, I'm not even being judgmental, but I don't get it. If these girls can go out and buy him a $40,000 chain in a week from the money they make, why would they give him the money? I mean, like, does he do anything, mm-hmm. you know, to like a value that makes them want to give him the money? I like, I legit don't get it. And he was like, he's like, bro, they love him. I was like, they love him. Like, what do you, what do you mean? I've had girls love me before. He was like, he's like, no, man, you got to understand, they love him and they'll do anything for him. So when he said that to me, I didn't discount it. A lot of times when we hear advice from people. When it goes over our head or when it clashes with our values, we usually tend to kind of put it out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. We don't want to open our mind up to something new. But not me, man. I would just be going out and I'd be riding to the strip to and fro and I, I couldn't stop thinking about that one thing. And eventually it hit me, bro. When Basically, when a woman loves you, truly all she wants inside of her heart is to have you in her life. If she loves you mm-hmm. now, if she loves the thing you can, the things you can do for her, you can be replaced by somebody else who can do the same things, mm-hmm. but it's not about the things you can do for her. It's about her getting you. So I heard another piece say, he was like, look, man, anytime I was going to punish a female, cause I always say like, I use my mind, never hands on a woman. And he was like, anytime I wanted to lay down some rules or, or apply some punishment, I would simply tell him that, baby, you can't be with me anymore because you did such and such. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, man, the girls would fall out, hysterical breakdown. And that makes sense to me. Like, when you love and care about somebody a lot, you'll do almost anything to keep them inside your life. Also, the other aspect of it, though, why do the women give the man the money? And all men need to understand this uh, concept. The reason a hoe would give a piece some money because he's not giving her anything of tangible value. The reason she gives him the money is because he has a superior mindset and he can upgrade her sense of character and give her some game so that she can apply it. And then she would be more successful with the game he gave her Mm -hmm. than what she knew on her own. So she's paying for the psychological upgrade. And the reason he deals with her is because he gives her the money. So if the man is on a mental level up here and the woman is here, if he's willing to have like sex with her just because she's attractive, that makes them equals. So 
real peas won't actually lay down with a woman unless she comes and brings him some paper first because it justifies why he's doing it. That makes sense? That's insane, dude. It's like, it's what the hell? Shit. I'm like, I think, I mean, we probably shouldn't say it, but I'm like, how the hell do you end up like in situations like that? I've only been in one thing like that, and I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> I, I've been like a spectator, I guess. But yeah, dude, that's a, that's an interesting world to be in because you, there's fucking money flowing everywhere, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, look, again, I don't advocate that lifestyle at all, but I say if you do get in and get out, be a man who leads. Yeah. Damn, son. Another thing that I wanted to touch on too was um, why, why do you think it's not a good idea for men to be open with women? I think the only the thing I read some along the lines of like maybe you posted or someone else that it was like the only people that care about men like is other men right it's mm-hmm. like because they're the only ones that can understand that and for whatever reason it's like i guess i don't know if you know like what an ick is or whatever it's like some stupid thing that on tiktok where it's like the ick like oh i don't want to fucking deal with this man anymore it's like i saw my husband crying and mm-hmm. i gave me the ick and i was like all of a sudden i didn't want to be with him anymore like it was just like yeah. you can't show weakness to that what what's your thoughts on that look man it's I, i'm not gonna lie to you i don't completely know how to how to explain it in a way where i'm like yeah this is absolute truth mm-hmm. but i do know that that phenomenon is absolutely true mm-hmm. when a man shows emotional i'll say vulnerability i almost said weakness but i don't even want to say weakness yeah emotional when a man when a, when a man is too vulnerable with a woman it kills the sexual attraction yeah you know and i think it's because when you're flowing in your emotions your feminine side is coming out because emotions aren't inherently weak emotional force is a very powerful thing but to be masculine is to be detached from emotions because emotions are always changing and being masculine is all about being consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when a woman is in her emotions, that doesn't turn a man off. You know, a woman can cry and break down and a, and a man will get turned on and want to sleep with her two seconds later. But the same is not true mm-hmm. for how women feel about men. I would just say that women, women will tell you that they want their man to open up. And one of our problems was, was that he was not vulnerable enough. I've translated that to mean this. If a woman says she wants you to open up more, she simply means she wants you to express how you feel about her. That does not mean that she wants you to cry because work is stressful. That's a good point, dude. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Women are, and you got to look at it like this, dude. And I don't want this to sound odd, but like I don't know a better way of putting it. Mm. I call it the father-daughter dynamic. When a woman is you know, going through her uh, girlhood and she becomes an adult. She's supposed to be handed off from her, by her father, who was a man that held everything down, provided, protected. She probably never really saw him cry outside of a handful of times in life, mm-hmm. off to another mature, independent man. So women are are kind of conditioned to to go from being a dependent with their father to going to be another man's dependent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're acting in ways that she didn't see in her strong father, it's going to turn her off. She doesn't want to see you have the same emotional fluctuations and, and weaknesses that her little brother had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So women want to feel that you're kind of taking them in and you're over her. Like you're the one who's mentally more sharp. You're the one who's emotionally more um, stable financially more stable and she wants to feel protected and comfortable in that 
No, she, yeah. a woman does. Truth be told, a woman does not want to look. A woman does not gonna gonna be attracted to a man who she sees as her equal. Mm, that's a fucking fantastic point. And yeah. there's been there's been positions where I've like I've been in situations like that. I'm like, I, I dude. At first, my initial thought was like. Oh, like she doesn't look up to me, and I'm like, well, I'm not. I haven't created my own fucking value enough. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I was a fucking idiot for like trying to blame it on her, you know. And like that was like the first step to being able forward to like becoming more secure with myself, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, man, you're doing everything right, you know. Regardless of how much revenue you're getting from business or whatever career mm-hmm. uh, paths you have, you're already on your purpose. You already have a mission. Um, women will value you as long as you get rid of the self-doubt mm-hmm. and give them some direction in your life as to how they can kind of be of service to your purpose. Mm-hmm. Women will value that. I agree. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm keeping going with like uh, trying to keep like opportunities coming in, giving myself exposure. One thing that I wanted to touch on, I've like been like kind of like keeping it on the low, but like now I kind of don't care. Um, yeah. Have you, have you been posting stuff on YouTube? Man, I just got onto YouTube. Um, so I'm about to like upload all of my previous content and get it up there, and then I'm going to start doing regular like long-form content. Fuck yeah. There's one thing that I wanted to tell you. When you're downloading, uh, I'm not even going to keep it secret. I, I try to avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. You can use my – obviously post your stuff 100%, but you can use my YouTube as a template as well, or for anyone listening, they can too. Because mm-hmm. it just started popping off. I, I, I dude, I, my only regret was not start having started on YouTube like way early. I started like Absolutely. six months ago. I started taking like a year and a half ago. But um, there's a website called SnapTick. It'll remove your the TikTok logo because if you post your TikTok logo on YouTube, you're never gonna be able to monetize it. Because the best way I've explained to somebody is because they called it like the the jealous girlfriend. If it notices coming from the TikTok, the algorithm on YouTube is not going to push it or it's going to be a lot harder. It's got to be more value to push it. Right. Uh, one thing that I have been doing. So I've been posting my like stupid videos and shit. And mm. um, I've been posting what's been on my for you page um, and it just popped off. I started getting like four million views this month. But before dude, it was I couldn't even get 50 fucking views, bro. <laughs> so uh, but I'm like, I think it, the, the algorithm is much more friendlier on on Instagram and you can build a following a lot easier. Um, especially given the time and the statue and the value that you have right now. That's one thing I wanted to tell you. And then we could talk about it more, like, if you're interested, like, I can help you with what yeah, I yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, dude, it's interesting. Yeah, man, yeah. I want to get my long-form content game out because, like, a lot of what I talk about, it needs room for explanation. And I feel mm-hmm. like YouTube or even Instagram are better platforms for that. No, for sure. I, Dude, I, I don't know. I think TikTok is a fucking gold mine. Um, it doesn't pay jack shit, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. it does provide the audience. So I'll give it that. I'll give it that credit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, I got, uh, I think I had like 6 million views in total. In, it's like 30 bucks, some, no? <laughs> dude, it was like, no, it was $18, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I oh, was man. like, when I saw that one, I was like, oh, let me see how much. It's got to be like yeah. a few hundred. I was like, not even 50 bucks, bro. Yeah, I was like, bro, what facts. is this? Yeah. But yeah. Um, if you're going to make it big on TikTok, you better have another platform to sell your merchandise on. Yeah, dude. And it's important that you're able to um, to merge into other things and not just like kind of keep that TikTok format, be able to convert yeah. into other platforms because they all have like their own unique style in a way. But I think that's really interesting. But I'm like one thing that because I've realized a lot of people that are like succeeding very well on TikTok. <laughs> 
they're not able to merge into other things. And I'm like, well, YouTube's the gold mine. YouTube is what makes people into fucking 16-year-olds into millionaires, bro. I'm like, ain't no way I'm not going to take advantage of that shit. So that's why I've been, like, posting, like, a mother. I have, like, 800 videos, and I finally got it to pop off, dude. I was like, Jesus mm. Christ. Uh, dude, I, I've, I've had to make a point to post five to ten videos a day, every fucking day, no matter what. That's, like, my one of my main goals, yeah. dude. But um, Sorry, is this podcast your full-time? No, no, it's not. Not yet. I'm, I'm eventually looking cool. Actually, the TikTok has been a way to gain audience for the podcast because at, at first, when I first started the podcast, it was more like, um, how do I say it? It was more like I needed. So there are like 2 million podcasts, right? And I was like a little over 2 million. I'm like, well, what's going to separate myself? I'm like, I've been in sales my whole life, sell myself. So post my shit, gain attraction, and then convert X amount into the podcast. So I, I wouldn't say it's a high percentage. I'd probably say it's probably like under like 1%, but that 1% is still like 3000 to $5,000 like per episode. So I'm like, oh, keep the ball fucking rolling and then gain the exposure from TikTok and then uh, YouTube. And then I've been posting on Instagram too. I have two Instagrams, one comedy one, one my main one. I don't under the only one I made they don't understand is the Instagram one. I don't understand reels. I'm trying to figure that one out, but YouTube and TikTok, I think I, I got like a decent hand on it, you know? I, I know what you mean, yeah. Mm. yeah. So basically you're using TikTok to drive traffic to the, the In short, sure, yeah, like in very simple terms, yeah. But it's interesting, bro. It's um yeah, it's like with um with like the views. I was like I was excited just fucking crossing ten fucking podcasts. Now I'm like a few hundred thousand. It's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I saw you have really good reviews on Apple. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him in a bit, but it's because there's this one one guy that like I got that was a little controversial. Um, I mean, it's still good, but like I had like fucking 21 stars like in fucking one podcast. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Damn, people really be hating, dude. <laughs> dude, people hate, bro. Like, yeah. I, Have you seen that one chick drew a fualo? I get people who at her on my videos frequently. I don't yeah. think she's ever made a video attacking me, but I, but I know her get down. Yeah, I have people always fucking tag her on my shit but i do the same thing you do like i talk shit on men i talk shit on women and, and i talk shit on myself and then whenever it's right. the girls they're like the most emotional you know it's i'm just like oh you do your thing i don't give a fuck bro y yeah dude yeah dude I like, I like to keep the game fair like if i'm gonna make a video talking about sluts i need to make a video talking about simps mm -hmm. you know dude one of the things that like tripped me out bro that you posted was um that i really enjoyed I was like, when you posted about like, or uh, was it like organic deodorant? I looked at yeah. mine. I was like, this shit is killing me, bro. <laughs> I was like, this shit gonna give me. Going into your body I was like, I'm giving myself cancer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Get rid of that. Go to Whole Foods and get you, a, you know, a good organic product. I went to Trader Joe's. I was like, yo, fuck this shit, bro. I'm like mm -hmm. buying six packs of cancer. Fuck this, dude. <laughs> dude, absolutely. The the toothpaste, the mouthwash, the body yeah. wash, everything, bro. We got to keep it natural. Dude, for sure, bro. Um, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, too, is um, as a man of your stature, is like, do you ignore everything that's going on in the media? Do you pay attention to it? Or do you just spectate it and then just proceed with your life, like kind of just keeping an eye on things? How do you go about that? Um, don't get me wrong. I think here's the deal, right? Like when you look at men that are doing things on a high level in the world, mm -hmm. whether it be with investing, international business, uh, politics, et cetera, or just mm -hmm. being like a figure in, in any community, they have to be aware of what's going on in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Because what's going to affect them is what's going on in the world. So I think to be, to reach a certain level, you do need to care about what's going on in the world. I feel like for the most part, 
things going on in media aren't going to affect my immediate life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just stay focused on my journey until I get to a place to where I could have some influence or some effect or be relevant to that conversation. Mm-hmm. I keep it. I, I'm abreast, but you know, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. I try to glance on it because it's just like, yeah, it, it's brainwashed a lot of people. And then it's just like, how productive is this? That's the main thing, you know. It's just like I I keep tabs on it because I trade in the stock market too, um. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep like a like a pulse on it. But it's like I don't like I'd rather not. I, and then I look like objective sources and stuff and that. And the best thing is oddly enough probably like Twitter. I'd say I don't pay attention to like any news outlets. CNN, Fox, no, toxic as fuck. So I'm For just sure. so I just try to get like whatever comes out like uh, without any like spin on it, you know. But because yeah, they're they're like it is good it is good to watch the news if you're gonna take advantage of investments because you can get a good idea of how the market's gonna shift based on major events. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think I see it like in the object because there's like um there's this web there's this there's this thing on Twitter called FX Hedge. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a AI robot thing that like posts things from like whenever like the news immediately hits and then they just post it online. Like it's just like fucking seven air missiles bombed in Kiev or whatever, right? And it's like, it doesn't get the spin off like, oh, Biden didn't do shit, so like he got fucking bombed or like, thanks to Trump, you know, like none of that shit, you know? Like it just gives it to you as it is, but that's the whole... News, yeah. yeah, yeah, it just is what it is, bro. But the the very last question I want to ask you too, man, um, is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Let me think about that one. That's a good question, so I want to like answer it. Oh, don't even worry. Everyone has the exact same reaction. Everyone's like, "Fuck, hold on." Even my friend even asked me that on a podcast. I was like, "Fuck, I don't even hold up." <laughs> <laughs> I every week. Yeah, no, literally um, every podcast I ask everyone that one. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Man, man, you know what? I was talking to somebody recently about like, be you know, like it's it's weird, but like whenever you've been through a lot. And you finally reach a place where you're, you're like, what you're living is surreal because this is the shit that I literally used to write down in visualizations and mm-hmm. my journals. And this is the shit I used to daydream about, like what I'm living now. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they're like, what do you think is the best? Like if, if somebody was trying to do what you did, like what advice would you give them? So I'll kind of answer it that way. And what I said <clears throat> was basically don't quit. Right, which mm-hmm. is very generic advice, but dude, there were a lot of times when I would quit. And honestly, outside of following good advice, all I did was work hard and not quit. It's so simple, but the amount of people that quit is over 90% easy, dude. Easy, sure. easy. I mean, from what I've seen, and I think that's one of like the the best things for me in particular because it's like if I didn't like grow up from nothing, like it, if I had everything, it would have been so much easier to quit. Having nothing forced me to get myself out of that hole. And I think as much as unfortunate that was of me as a kid, I think that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Now I'm like, nah, I want so much more for myself. I'm going to create this. I'm whenever I have a kid, I want to be like, you never go, you never want to catch up to me, son. <laughs> Like, I want to create that legacy, you know, like that competition before my testosterone runs out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then even before then, I'll probably like do like, 80. yeah, or then before. And then then I'll probably fucking do what Joe Rogan does, take like testosterone support or some shit. Be like, ain't no way, bitch. No, but. Um, Man, I, bro, I, I was at this spot here in Vegas <clears throat> called Legacy Club, right? I saw this old player, bro. He was yeah. 80 something. 
he had three females with him. Jesus right? Christ, kid. Yeah, so me and my cousin <clears throat> were like, yeah, we got to get some game. You know what I mean? So we went to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. He was, but he broke the game down. He was like, look, man, these, these women are 60, but they're beautiful, dude. I'm 80. I was like, I was like, bro, I want to be like you when I get older. You're out here, you're still doing it, bro. You're like yeah. charismatic. He's like, look, man, get your money, keep the women around. Don't think any, don't take anything too serious, bro. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna keep coming, and just keep living, man. Stay out. That's how you stay young. I was like, yeah, I like that. That was inspiring. That's king shit, dude. That's the thing too. So many people take life too seriously, and I'm like, life's a, like I mean, like I say this like jokingly and like not. It's like, but life's a joke. Like just. Be serious about it, but like, don't don't have like a stick up your ass. Like, there's there's no point because, like, dude, I do. There's so many people that I know are like, don't say that. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up, or no one <laughs> fucking likes you, dog. <laughs> Obviously, you can't even enjoy your fucking self, let alone your life. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'd rather just be happy and just do my own thing, right? Because again, I I know what it boils down to is like, I don't ever come up with bad intentions, even if I say something. Like, again, if I see something bad against, like, women, I see something bad against men and myself. Like, I, I try to keep it well-balanced, right? So, but it's, like, it's not serious, bro. It's not like I'm fucking being some racist in the middle of Alabama, you know, <laughs> or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro, like, people, people take things way too personal. But, like, at the end of the day, bro, a bunch of whack shit could happen today, right? Mm-hmm. But I still know I'm, I'm going to get fly, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to have a good time, bro. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, dude. And... That's how I live, dude. I think that's a good way to end it. If I ever go to Vegas, I don't... I used to dress up a lot when I was younger, but if I go, I'm going to fucking dress the fuck up so that way I can match you, dog. I'll buy you a few drinks, and it was a pleasure having you, man. If they didn't fucking stop and follow you, again, what's your at one more time for these people? Yeah, so everybody at the Land of Cam, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Camera Devon Crew on YouTube. You are the GOAT, man. I appreciate you for advice and everything, and... Um, you're probably one of the best people that I've had on, so I appreciate you, man. No, thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate it as well, bro. You were very welcoming on the platform. <laughs> thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, man. Later. All right, peace. You're-